Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues. We're still in Ohio, two days into it already, and I haven't lost my complete wit, although I, I did every time I drive, or do every time I drive through Ohio, especially Cleveland, but that's a story for another time. But anyway, our guest today, a Rolling Stones cover band called Crossfire Hurricane. I guess cover band, maybe a tribute band. We'll find out the difference in just a bit. The jingle that hits like a single, that's the slogan for Jingle Lingo. It's an advertising vehicle designed to create a unique and personal jingle to promote and position your business, make it stand out above the crowd. Think of all the musical jingles you've heard through the years, right? Who wrote that? Who came up with that jingle? Jingle Lingo can and will put your business into higher vision, higher focus with all your advertising needs. Jingle Lingo, custom made and custom designed with you and for you through the talents of accomplished singer and songwriter Courtney Davis Jackson. Check them out today and get started on your personalized musical jingle from Jingle Lingo, www.jinglelingo, the jingle that hits like a single. Crossfire Hurricane is our band, our guests. Today, we've got Jay and David and Brett, three of the members of the band. A couple of guys couldn't make it, I guess. Is that correct, Jay? Yeah, we kind of decided that... um. Rather than, you know, too many, what's the expression? Too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, right. Um, it'd be kind of hard to coordinate seven guys, too, at once. We have a hard enough time getting seven or seven guys in, in a room for rehearsal once a week. So seven guys on a Saturday night might be kind of rough. I gotcha. So who's missing? Let's give a shout out to who's missing. Sure. Uh, Tony, Tony uh, and Bob? Yeah, Bob Consiglio is our uh, percussionist. He he's um, He's fantastic. He's the guy that... All those flourishes in the Stone songs, cowbell, tambourine, we're all that stuff. Bob got all that covered. Oh, okay. Um, Steve Page, our bassist, um, dedicated man. He comes drives four hours round trip to, uh, for rehearsal every week. Um, wow. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Um, uh, Charlie Proctor, our lead singer, came on board about maybe five months ago, six months ago. Uh-huh. A little shot in the arm. Just incredible voice. Um, uh, really good front man too he's getting the moves down it's it's been really fun to to, to work with him does he do the uh the mick walk uh partially yes he's been he's definitely you can tell he's been putting in the time oh yeah How about that That's yeah 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 cool. uh and uh dave colgrove who's our our keyboardist extraordinaire incredible okay. player absolutely incredible player so i've got different names here i've got a rick jennings no <laughs> <laughs> uh that oh you know what that's probably from so steve reached out to you quite some time ago i believe oh, okay. rick jennings was um our original keyboard player um he's kind of transitioned into a part-time role um kind of fills in as needed um he's also he's all around incredible musician keys uh-huh. bass guitar accordion um wow backing vocals all kinds of stuff so um he uh yeah he, he kind of fills in when needed and still attends all the band meetings and part, you know, particularly in band business and everything. So that's still, cool. Yeah. So uh, I'm just going to randomly pick on people. And if somebody's a better answer for this question, you chime in. So I'm going to, the way this, this is set up in my screen, it kind of goes around in a circle. So I'll start with you, Brett. 
Crossfire Hurricane. Are you a cover band or a tribute band? Um, we are the a Rolling Stones experience band. Um, Elaborate. Well, you got there's some legalese around uh, whether you're a tribute band and all the things you can say you are, right? Oh, so, really? Okay. Yeah, I, which is why I'm hesitating on my answers. Gotcha. Um, you know, so we are. Uh, we don't. Uh, the the band members don't pretend. We don't pretend we're the Rolling Stones, right? We're not right. actors. We're not trying. We are playing the Rolling Stones. We're trying to give you the best Rolling Stones experience that we can offer you. Um, so. I think that's the best way I can say it, right? Yeah. So a, a buddy of mine played in a band called Morgantown. It was a uh, 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 Almond Brothers tribute band. Okay. So he had to wear the Dickie Betts hat. He wasn't an actor, but he had to play Dickie Betts part the way Dickie Betts played it on Fillmore or whatever, Eat a Peach or whatever album, you know. And Glenn was a virtuoso, so he'd take off and start doing his own leads when they're playing a song. And they'd go, no, 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 Dickie never did that, you know. So uh, needless to say, he left the band because yeah. they were very strict about that, or that you have to, it's a tribute band, it's not a cover band. Uh, David, you're uh, you're the guitar player, right? And I asked you this kind of in jest, right? Is that right, guitar player? I am with Brett, yes. Extraordinaire. I just watched a clip today of of uh of keith richards on jimmy fallon he plays five string guitar oh yeah did you i didn't know that until i was the, yeah. the, the phrase is i was today years old when i learned that yeah and, he's been doing that since the late 60s yeah yeah and just by playing five strings he said and by not playing that that low e you know by not playing the that he called it the big string he says you can do so much and he's just sitting there with his left hand free and he's just picking with this finger and he started doing honky tonk woman oh yeah like oh, how yeah. cool how cool yeah uh do you model him that much like do you play with five strings do you play without the low e oh yeah uh we are very focused on recreating the sound and the feel of the band and that five string open g tuning is essential mm -hmm. to almost all of their most famous riffs so yeah. you know there's nothing like putting a five-string telecaster you know on your back and just cranking a fender amp or an ampeg uh, emulation the ampeg amps themselves are of course way too loud but uh crank a fender amp and uh you know do some of the modeling there and we just want to be authentic in the way we sound and that's our that's our focus yeah. and you can't play honky tonk women. You can't play start me up in standard tuning. It's just never. There's just something missing. So yeah, more than half of the time I'm playing open G five strings. This one's a toss up, but when you're out and you're hearing music from somebody else and you hear them do it wrong, does that bother you? Any of you? Well, I I think it depends on who the band is and why, you know, what, what the venue is, what the circumstances are. Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of bands, you know, particularly with the stones, everybody's covered the stones, but that's such a bar band staple. Yeah. And a lot of bar bands have a very, very specific sound. Uh, it's a little heavier than the stones, uh, but a good, you know, uh, some 
extra crunch on the guitars, a little heavier, you know, hits on the uh, drumsticks. But uh, so, you know, when I when I see somebody do a cover, I, I look at it within the context of everything they do and they put their own spin on it. Yeah. So I wait for what it is. Jay, you're the drummer, right? Yes. So when Charlie passed, mm-hmm. well, first of all, how long have you been doing this with Crossfire Hurricane? So, um, kind of the the, uh, the beginnings of this were back like around 2019. Uh-huh. Uh, David and I had started um, kind of tossing around the idea of recording some Stone songs with the idea of maybe starting something. Mm-hmm. Uh, David and Rick and I were in a band about well 14 years ago, and then the band split up around 2012 and. We all kind of had our own stuff going on for a while. And David and I, like I said in 2019, revisited this idea and kind of recorded some stuff. Um, and then COVID hit. And then we kind of revisited it after a year or two later. And um, <laughs> oddly enough, we met Brett in a, um, because he was selling a kid's drum set. And I was looking for something for my for my little guy. Oh, cute. And <laughs> Brett's like, I, I, I answered this ad. And he's like, yeah, I'll meet you. Um some Burger King parking lot and you know we'll we'll you know do the swap yeah and I'm talking to Brett for a couple minutes and and uh um I said are you a musician yourself and he said yeah I play guitar so oh, my buddy David was with me actually and so my buddy and I are you know starting a Rolling Stones tribute and Brett's like oh I love the Stones they're one of my two favorite bands and I said well if you if you ever want to jam with us you know let me know and a couple weeks later Brett wrote back and said yeah I kind of want to see how this goes and came over and plugged in and it was like oh yeah, this is going to work. <laughs> yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah, it's so cool. This feels cool. good. Um, so, so yeah, to answer your question, it's, it's been it's been the the germ the um the seeds were planted about five years ago. Yeah, that's that's why I was asking about Charlie when he passed if if it impacted you at all because that's who you're kind of modeling your style after for this band, and then all of a sudden, God's been doing what you're trying you know trying to emulate, been doing it for what sixty years or whatever. Now he's yeah, gone. Yeah, it's tricky because, you know, he was a jazz guy at heart. You know, he he yeah, fam- famously yeah. said, you know, I, I I don't love rock and roll. I love jazz, but I love playing rock and roll with Rolling Stones. So yeah. you know, he had that that touch and that swing that a lot of guys and, and a lot of drummers don't necessarily have because of his background. So um, that's been it's been an education trying to get as close to that sound as possible without you know outright copying it being able to put a little bit of my own spin on it but trying to get as close to his his playing as i can it was a long time ago that somebody told me about his jazz you know like how he's he loves jazz and likes rock and roll or whatever the 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 phrase i think was almost verbatim what i heard and ever since then i listened to the stones as a jazz band that plays rock and roll Mm. And it's such a cool different prism to listen to because if you start at the drums and listen out like that, you get a whole different flavor and a whole different feel for them. That's pretty cool. Sure. Uh, so when you're all together and you, you're dealing with an, an incredible collection, an incredible library to choose from, how do you decide, how do you narrow it down to, I mean, what, what do you do, 30, 40 songs a night, 30 songs? How do you narrow it down, which ones we're going to do tonight? Brett? Uh, so, you know, so like, uh, yeah, that's a, that's an excellent question. Um, like our longest gig is four hours, which is like 30 plus songs. Like you said, 
we're still relative like you know he said hey it it, it was it it was born in 2018 mm-hmm. but you know for example i didn't even meet jay and dave till 2022 so we're relatively new still right so we've barely built up four hours of music so <laughs> when we have a four-hour gig we're doing every single song we know uh, are you, are, are you I'll, stretching it? Are either you or David stretching out the leads a little longer? What the a few months ago when we did our first four hour gig, yeah, we were stretching yeah. it out a bit. I think yeah. we're in a better position now, and we're starting to pick and choose and get a little more picky. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're still uh, doing a four hour gig is really hard. It is, it is, it is. And, and three, three about killed me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so David, you're, uh, you're playing and, uh, you're in the groove and you got a song and it's, it's coming to you and it's not on the set list. Do these guys join you? If you say, I really want to do, uh, you know, uh, miss you tonight. I really want to do, uh, oh, it's a thousand songs, you know, whatever, uh, satisfaction. I want to do that tonight. We haven't done it yet. Can we do it now? I'm just feeling it right now. Does that ever hit you or any of you guys? That, that a song that's not on the list that you know you really want to play it has that hit you before not yet but we're certainly open to that happening i always i always call it you know bruce springsteen does it all the time he calls those audibles <laughs> and, uh, you know the, the idea is and to brett's point you know we've been we're newer but we we now have built up a good set list where some songs don't make the cut every night and that'll, you know, I we were just talking about this at rehearsal the other night. We're adding 10 new songs uh, over the next couple of weeks. So now that we've been playing a little while, we're in a good rhythm. But I'm certainly open to it. You know, right now our shows are somewhat scripted, which I think is important. But for, you know, what we're trying to do, because the stones are scripted. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily sure. mean that... And in fact, it's going to be different. So, if you know, if we were a Beatles tribute or celebration music or whatever you want to call it, you know, especially Paul McCartney, he's known note for note. You go see Paul McCartney, his band plays everything note for note the same every night. The Stones have never played the same song the same way twice. And so we have that looseness, but we do have to have a structure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know our our favorite band here. They 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 walk on with uh, a a basic set list that they follow, and and so we're right now following in their footsteps. But I'm not opposed to. I think if anybody on the stage just shouted out, "Hey, I'm feeling this song. Should we go?" I I would be shocked if any of us would disagree with that. So Jay, let's take it off the stage and throw it in the audience. What happens when an audience member comes up and asks for a song that's not on the set list? So that's only we. That's funny you bring that up. Um, we've had some requests over the last few shows that yeah. we've been kind of taking note of, um, and kind of kind of keep track of what songs are popping up on a regular basis. And and um, uh, like David said, we're we're starting to to get together a whole new batch of songs and some of those include some numbers that we've heard audience members say hey you know we'd like to hear you know um beast of burden yeah that one yeah that one like i'm trying to think of um someone help me out david or brett um um live with me 
There you go. Live with me. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. So, uh, do you mix some of the more? I, I call them C cuts. They're not the B cuts. They're the they're deeper cuts, but they're still stone songs. Do you mix some of those songs in to your set? Yeah. Um, go ahead, David. Are you sure? Okay. If it were up to Brett and me, it would all be unknown b-sides from the 70s outtakes from the studio uh but we have and and this is this is why i love playing with these guys i've and i've never told him this but i feel i'm a big u2 fan and larry is always the one kind of bringing bono back and so brett and i in this situation need to be brought back down to earth a little bit and we need to be reminded that just because we've listened to this B-side from 1974 hundreds of times doesn't mean anybody else in the audience has. It's definitely a balancing act. But surprisingly with that, some of the songs that we thought would be really, really famous, somebody was telling us at the last gig they had never heard Gimme Shelter before. Oh, get out of here. Right, you know, and that's the Stones' number one. I mean, it's in every Martin Scorsese movie. It's the number one. <laughs> film. Uh, but we've had uh, people say that to us, a couple people at the last gig, and yet people are up dancing to Dead Flowers, and that's yeah. one of our our, our biggest. Uh, that's the song in many ways that goes over almost the best of the whole night, and it's not something you would think. It's not one of their war horses, so to speak. There, so, there's a band I. I talk to from new jersey that does what you guys do and he said almost the exact same thing it did flowers that that gets requested and you'd have thought it had been honky-tonk woman tumbling dice you know some giving shelter but no he says dead flowers is probably the most requested song that they get so who uh who decides the songs how does this work with the you get would you say jay there are seven of you nine of you seven of us i'm gonna okay. def- defer to brett because he's actually our musical director oh okay yeah, yeah. So, um, like you said, um, Dave summarized it pretty well. Like Dave and I are both like diehard fans. So, I have been. I take a first stab at the songs, uh-huh. and I think I've learned, like from what David said, it doesn't. Not everybody has the same viewpoint as me. So I've learned to really back it down, and now I think it's more like, hey, I throw out some ideas listen to what the group says it's really a group a group decision and based like what jay had said hey we now we're taking we pl- we've got a handful of shows 10 10 or so shows under our belt we've got requests from the people the fans we're trying to kind of take a little bit from here and there and you know that's how we're picking the shows at this point or sorry the songs at the this songs, point yeah 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 well, um, speaking of songs, we're not actually playing songs of you guys today, tonight, right? We're just going to play clips. Is that correct? We're just going to play some yes. clips uh, yep. of some songs. And the first clip we're going to listen to is, in, for whatever reason, I've got it in my head, that this is the second Rolling Stone song that I ever heard. And I know where I was when I heard it. I was at a Dairy Queen in this little community of Afton, which is in St. Louis, which is where I grew up. And Dairy Queen is one of those iconic places in St. Louis where you know it's spring when the Dairy Queen at Grabway and McKenzie opens. Okay. It's one of those signs of spring. So a buddy of mine were walking up and he said, the song is going to be coming up. I really want you to hear it. And he turned it on. It was honk. It was a, a honky tonk woman. 
And I said, I've heard these guys before because Satisfaction was on the jukebox where I used to bowl on Saturday mornings. So we used to play Satisfaction all the time, but Honky Tonk Woman was the second Rolling Stone song that I remember ever hearing. And we're going to play a sample of it for you now. So here's the band Crossfire Hurricane from Cleveland, Ohio, and a little snippet of Honky Tonk Woman here on the Music of America podcast. Divorcee in New York City I had to put up some kind of a Crossfire Hurricane here on the Music of America podcast and a little snippet of their version of Hunky Tonk Woman. All right, we've all done this. We have all done this. You find that perfect tone you're looking for. A club owner comes up to you and says, you know, you're a little too loud or something. You know, can you can you turn it down? And then you have to change that, which you've spent all day trying to achieve that. The tone where, you know, where you're always in the sweet spot. Well, introducing the Lexi from Landry Amps. The Lexi is a 100-watt amp that at its core has a vintage Plexi circuit. The the Lexi has a rhythm crunch channel, a boosted lead channel, has digital reverb, a tube buffered effects loop, depth control, an awesome voice switch. It has considerably more gain than a Plexi does. At volumes, though, that range from a whisper all the way to a concert-level volume, and it's designed to be played at those lower volumes without losing the tone. These two channels then have their own gain and master volume control, but they share the EQ. It's really clever. Check them out. Landry Amps has got a whole YouTube channel where he introduces you to all of the amps that he he makes for you, hand makes these amps. You can also check them out on his website, and he'll do the same thing. So it's Bill Landry, Landry Amps, www.landryamps.com. Our guests today are Brett, David, and Jay from Crossfire Hurricane, a Rolling Stones experience band. I wrote that down because I think that's the best way to describe you guys. Because you don't dress up like the Stones. You don't walk up and talk like this, you know. <laughs> but you play their music as well as any, better than any uh, Stones cover I've ever heard. So hats off to you guys. It's really good. And I've heard a band we've had on the show. We've had on a band that's also exceptional. I just haven't heard them because licensing, and this gets into a thing, licensing, and you're allowed to do certain things. Uh, they were not allowed to play their versions of songs because of something with BMI and ASCAP, and that's a whole bailiwick that I don't want to go down there. You guys were able to play Coverstone. Or cover, stone, how about the Coverstones? <laughs> stone cover songs as long as the, the club, the venue, has BMA ASCAP licensing, Correct. Is that 
Yes. That's yes, correct. Yes. Correct. Okay. correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Have, have you ever had to turn away work because they didn't have licensing? Not so far. No, that hasn't come up. Knock on. No. Yeah. Knock on my plastic table. <laughs> so then let me, who, where, and where does Crossfire Hurricane play? Who do they play for? Like who hires Crossfire Hurricane? So right now um, we are playing at a mix of, um, of, of clubs, bars. Um, we're starting to try to reach out to some, um, some other venues, some like uh, small halls, smaller concert halls. Um, we've had some conversations with, um, we're, we're going to be playing a festival in September, uh -huh. um, all day, 12 hour, uh, festival of mostly tribute acts. Um, so we're, 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 um, we're gearing up. We've, we've put out, we have a new, uh, promo reel that's ready to go. Some other, um, uh, multimedia stuff that we've got coming out. So we're actively booking, um, and trying to fill out our schedule for 2024. Do you guys have a manager or do you book yourself or what? How does that work? Um, Steve, Steve and I handle most of the booking, although um, uh, we just recently got an opportunity through David and Charlie um, for a, a, a monthly um, event that the the owner is calling Stoned Tuesday. So we're going to be playing there on uh, <laughs> Tuesday nights <laughs> once a month at the Tree Lawn um, in Cleveland. Um, and... Uh, We'll be playing a, a nonprofit uh, gig this summer in August that Dave, our, our keyboardist guy, is playing um, uh, an event for the Alzheimer's Association. So you're just kind of all over, uh, or all over in terms of venue type. The reason I'm asking is there's a, I mean, I'm in Missouri in the in the wintertime, and then we've got a place in Vermont. We spend our summers up there, and walking distance from my house is a really cool venue called Higher Ground, and they are constantly having tribute or experience bands whatever you know i've I, there's been a hall and oats duo up there the ojs have played up there but not the ojs you know what i mean just a variety um uh dead zeppelin which is a really interesting combination of grateful dead and zeppelin so the dead zeppelin band has played up there uh pink floyd tribute bands just all kinds of these tribute bands are are playing and going through higher ground as the place in in burlington have you guys thought of going or do you go outside of Ohio in the, like, I guess, Cleveland area? Well, we haven't gone outside of the state yet. We have, um, we are, we do have shows booked outside of the Cleveland area. We'll be heading uh -huh. south to Columbus. Um, a couple times this year, we're heading to even further south to Dayton, um, actually in April. Um, we we have a, we have a band, a, like a booking agreement that we kind of all came up with and drew up and it kind of has guardrails in place let, to kind of help us figure out where we want to play and um, um, how often and the, the types of venues and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Well, each of you have, we were joking about this before the podcast began, but each of you have big people jobs as we've referred to them here on the podcast. All right. And I assume that's same for the other four guys that aren't here, including the guy that has to commute 75 years every way to come back and forth. You know, <laughs> so you all have big people jobs. So to do a tour, to do an actual tour where you would, uh, what, what's the highway that goes from, from New York through Ohio, North to South? Is that 69, 67? Well, 90 runs from New York through Cleveland. Then it's 90, I guess I'm thinking. Cause I've, I've taken that highway a few times when I've gone to and from, from St. Louis to Burlington, Vermont. And, uh, but I, I thought it, it connected all the major cities. I thought it connected Columbus and Cleveland and, and Dayton and Akron. And I was wondering if there would be like a, a tour you guys could do where you stayed in state, 
but just went boom, 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 boom. And then is that even feasible with seven people? And is that feasible with seven people that have big people jobs? David, you're smiling. <laughs> well, <laughs> some of our jobs, it, 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 it can be tough uh, right now, uh, depending on I'm happy to drive wherever. Yeah. Uh, but certainly during the work week, you know, we're not to the point yet where, you know, we're able to fully live off of this income. So we have a we have a work life balance to borrow that phrase. But uh, I love the idea. Certainly, you know, right now I'm excited for all of our gigs, but it almost uh, talking about Bruce Springsteen again. He he called it in '76 the Chicken Scratch Tour because <laughs> it was just there was no rhyme or reason. So that's our version. We were on this Chicken Scratch Tour right okay. now and. and you know, we'll be in Dayton and then, you know, Cleveland and then Canton and then Youngstown and back to Cleveland. But hey, gigs are gigs. We love our, you know, our, our fan base and we love meeting new people. So, I would love I would love to see you guys do a Highway 61 tour. Start in Chicago, go to St. Louis, go to Memphis, play somewhere in the Delta, land in New Orleans, play another gig in New Orleans go back through the Delta, play something there, hit Memphis again, hit St. Louis, and end up in Chicago. I would love to see you guys do that. You guys would just nail it. I would love that, too. That would <laughs> be awesome. Great idea. That sounds fantastic. Okay, yeah. Brett, get on that, that way, Brett. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I, well, there, there's just so many highways that connect cities like that. I, I knew a guy in St. Louis, and his band was called Matahuchi. And, I, and I, I refer to this as the Matahuchi Tour, but Highway 44 went from St. Louis to Oklahoma City. And there's all these little college towns along the way. So they'd hit Rolla, they'd hit Springfield, they'd hit Joplin, they hit Tulsa, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City again, and Tulsa. And and it's like, hit a town, hit a town, hit a town, stop, stop, and then hit a town, hit a town, doing the same circuit, going back and forth, just up and down the highway. They did it twice a year. Made it, I wouldn't say a ton of money, but they made enough money to do it again. You know what I mean? To make it worthwhile, and then they, they built their audience that way, so that when Matahuchi was coming into town, instead of having ten people, they had fifty people in line trying to get out, you know, outside trying to get in. Imagine your sound and doing something like that in a city like Chicago, like Memphis, like St. Louis, like New Orleans. You guys would kill it, I think. But you know, I'm, what do I know? I'm sixty-seven year old guy running a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> The, the next song we're going to listen to, the next sample of song we're going to listen to, I love. And I don't love it because of the Rolling Stones. I love it because of Leon Russell and the concert of Bangladesh. I don't know if you all ever saw that or if I'm showing my age, but he he worked Jumpin' Jack Flash, moshed it together with a song called Youngblood. And he played it just, it was just him on piano and people standing around the piano singing it with him. And they did, I mean, it, it exploded into a full orchestration at the end of Jumpin' Jack Flash. But it was just such a cool thing. It was such a cool benefit for, you know, starving people in Bangladesh. I don't know. That, so that song and that delivery has always had a special place for me. Made me think, do you guys have special songs, that special stone songs that mean something to you? We'll start with you, Brett. Is there a, a Stones song that means something special to you? More maybe even a little bit more, maybe a whole lot more than a lot than the others, I guess. 
there's I f- there's uh definitely like there's there's songs that mean more to me than they do to the others and I feel like that's what kind of what Dave was alluding to we got a balance between hey what do we want to do or what the fans want to hear um yeah like I want to play like the whole Exile on Main Street album like straight through and uh-huh. not all the fans want to hear that so but why um, I mean what is what is it is it just that album hit you at the right time in your life or was there something about how that you, was delivered you know I just heard I was just reading about that album like that album is uh every diehard stones fan will say that's almost their favorite album but at the time that when that album came out it was just like it was this muddy kind of weird album that really wasn't it's was hard to listen to at first but after you listen to it five to ten times all of a sudden it's like it becomes your home and that that was the best way of explaining it the guy said it becomes your home and that's exactly how it was for me because i never even heard of the album for years after i heard of the stones yeah and when i first listened to it i was just like eh, this album is kind of weird i don't know why people ever say it's the best one but after like five ten times of listening to it it it's it's my home it's that's that's the rolling stones like it's everything so yeah david how about you is there one song that that tugs at you more than the other like uh you know you, you it could be one that you enjoy playing or one you just have an emotional connection with for some reason Oh, I mean, there's so many. It depends on the day. I, I, <laughs> I, I would say, and it's ironic because we're talking about it right now, Jumping Jack Flash, just because the Stones were my my first concert, and huh? I remember uh, I had gotten I was Catholic, and so it was my eighth grade confirmation, and I got all this confirmation money, and my parents are like, "What do you, what do you want to?" spend your money on like, stones tickets you, know, you couldn't believe like a 14 year old you know and but no like how, how could you not and uh so not only you know that being my first concert but that was the first song they played and it was this just i mean i was a huge fan before they were my favorite band before but just that was the first time i ever got to see and hear my musical heroes in person and so it's always going to come back to Jumpin' Jack Flash for me. But there are so many. Like I yeah. said, it depends on the day. But that one, if I had to pick one, Jumpin' Jack Flash for sure. Unless you wake up tomorrow and, you know, as tears go by, plays yeah. on the radio. Then. <laughs> How about you, Jay? Uh, well, I kind of have an A and B. Um, so Steel Wheels came out the summer I was entering high school. Uh-huh. And Mixed Emotions was all over the radio and I had a number of friends who that was kind of their introduction to the stones because, you know, um, you know, high school is just that time when you really seem to connect with music and it kind of gets right. its claws into you. Um, and I, I love the song and, um, but then the stones kind of fell off my radar for quite a long time. Uh, and then I met David and we were in a band together. Like I mentioned about 15 years ago, 12. Oh yeah. Yeah. Almost 15 years ago. And, um, you know, obviously, I knew Dave was a huge Stones fan, and he's like, yeah, you really got to kind of give another shot. And where I was working at the time, I was across the street from the Cleveland Public Library. I'm like, so I just would go over there, and I just decided to start from the beginning and work my way forward and listen to the entire catalog. And I just was 
I was just blown away. I'm like, this is what I've been missing all this time. <laughs> um, so with that in my, I, it's gotta be, can't you hear me knocking? Uh, because really? one, it's just that, that riff just grabs you. It just reaches in and grabs you. And from a drumming perspective, it is so much fun to play. It's an absolute blast to play. That song, that that hook is absolutely defined perfectly just there. It is an addiction. It really mm -hmm. is. You hear that song and, and and you want to hear it again, and then you do. And then you yeah. want to hear it again, and then you do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's great. But we're not hearing that. We're going to hear your clip from uh, uh, Crossfire Hurricane. This is just a sample of what they do with Jumpin' Jack Flash right here on the Music of America podcast. Jack Flash is a gas, gas, gas. Crossfire Hurricane from Cleveland, Ohio, here on the Music of America podcast. Discover your celebrity at the newest, hottest, and most interesting fun live music show to hit the scene in about 50 years. It's called Flash Jam. Whether you perform live music or you enjoy watching live music, Flash Jam has something for everyone. Flash Jam is a dynamic way for musicians to come together perform, and compete for recognition and prizes. Whether you're new to the stage or an experienced musician, Flash Jam provides an exciting platform to collaborate and showcase your talents. Musicians perform hit songs with other random musicians who share a passion for the same song. So let's just say David wanted to play keyboards on Jumpin' Jack Flash, and Brett wants to sing it. And Jay wants to play bass, and I want to play percussion. We don't know each other, but we learn our part. And then we show up when Flash Jam is performing at Tom's Bar and Grill or whatever. And then they call the song up, and then we go up, and for the first time ever, we perform together. And we're doing the same with other groups, about 20 other songs participate that night. You don't have to participate as a performer either. You can also participate as an entire band and do a song, or you can participate as the audience members, and then you vote on who you like best. It's really cool, really exciting. It's taking place in Colorado around the state right now, and they're coming to a market near you. So check them out, www.flashjam.com. Welcome to the show. When you're not listening to the Stones, guys, we're going to do this backwards since I started with you before, Brett. We're going to start with Jay. When you're not listening to the Stones, what kind of music or what artists or artists do you listen to, Jay? Uh, I'm a huge Stevie Wonder fan. Yeah. Um, um, Talking Book is my favorite album of all time. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, Most everybody goes to Songs of the Key of Life, you know? I, 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 do, I do enjoy Songs of the Key of Life, but um, there's something that's... Uh, Talking books a little more compact, I feel. Um, mm -hmm. uh, 
there's a little more punch to it, I think, sonically than than Song of the Key of Life. Um, uh-huh. I love that record. Um, early Chicago, like the the Terry Kath era, yeah, Chicago. yeah. Um, I I call it the old stuff because that was fresh yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bob, our percussionist, is also a, a huge Chicago fan. I'm, oh. I'm very envious because he, you know, he got to see them in high school back in you know back in the 70s. Yeah. Um, I was I obviously wasn't so lucky. Um, I love old school funk, like um, uh, you know, like Ohio Players, uh, Parliament, Funkadelic, right, yeah. stuff. Prince, huge. I'm a huge Prince fan. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I was today years old when I learned that he was a drummer. I think I read once he played almost thirty instruments. Yeah, I mean, I heard that he was versatile. I didn't know that uh, he was a drummer. I knew he could play bass, but I didn't know he. You know, the, I can't play drums, so I can't say this. But I know people that can play drums, but they're not drummers. And I know drummers. And Prince apparently was a drummer who could also play all these other instruments. Yeah, Steve was a drummer too. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah. How about you, David? When you're not listening to Stones music, what music, what kind of music or what artist, artists do you listen to? Oh, yeah. Well, as I mentioned earlier, a couple, Bruce Springsteen, uh, he's he's my favorite. Uh, U2, Beatles. I love early Oasis and now Noel Gallagher's solo career. But uh, I love Dylan, Johnny Cash, modern stuff. I'm all over. I love the Killers. Bleachers, a great gang of youths, which is uh, a, a, an alternative band from Australia. And uh, I'll, listen to, I'll listen to anything. But those are those are my mainstays. Um, so I guess they're, they're somewhat related. I think some of those earlier artists I, I mentioned, at least, they all kind of either grew up together or influenced one another. But, mm-hmm. you know, any type of music, I'm... Um, I love just, I just love music. Yeah. <laughs> I can't put it any better than that. Well, and, so. and hats off to you too, man. Cause I, on this show, I, I hear how much love everybody has for music back in my era. I don't hear a lot of people following today's music. I couldn't name five bands. I don't think in the 21st century and we're 25 years, almost 25 years into it, you know, but that's, that's me. I'm a snob in my musical taste. And I'm, and I, I, I admittedly, have opened up my my eyes and ears more. I actually watched a show on Netflix called uh, Evolution of Hip Hop just to have an experience of hip hop and get a better understanding of it. It's actually very good. Uh, I encourage that to everybody that's not done the hip hop thing to at least give it a shot because it's it really is eye opening. But thank you. You mentioned the Killers. That's one of my my brother's favorite bands. So, <laughs> right. Brett, how about you? When you're not listening to Stones, who do you listen to? So I was just looking at my phone, my uh, playlist, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm a massive Led Zeppelin fan, but other things, uh, Bruce Springsteen, Eric Clapton, big Eric Clapton fan, uh, the Guess Who, I'm from Canada, so the Guess wow. Who, Guess Who is like a Burton Cummings, like one of the best rock and roll voices there is in my mind. Uh, also, like, like I, you know, like... All the things that David said, Bob Dylan. I'm also I like jazz. I've been listening to like Maynard Ferguson jazz, and You're going way back now. Are you listening to yeah. old, old Maynard or because he passed like what twenty years? Seventies Maynard. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, 
I, I like the Grateful Dead. Uh, it's like it's just like endless. That's funny. So yeah, because when I talk to like original band artists, I'll ask them because nobody wants to be pigeonholed into anything, you know, because that's that's part of a thing right now is nobody wants to be called this kind of music or that kind of music, you know, which is foreign to me. But it, it's music; it's evolving all the time. So I asked yeah. them. I said, if I if I get in a rental car and I turn them serious, what station am I going to tune in? to find your type of music. And then they'll tell me that, that, that helps me get an idea. Cause I, I, lines get blurred when you talk about like ska and pop progressive and punk. And you know, there, there's a lot of blended areas that get confusing to me, but so obscure songs by the stones favorite David. It's off of Hackney Diamonds, Mess It Up. It's so good. Yeah. One of the only two songs on the album that Charlie had recorded before he passed away. But really? Yeah. It's uh, So hopefully it's not going to be too obscure, uh, too much longer. Uh, I think they just re-released it as a, they did a remix of it, but the, the original on the album, and that album's so great too, all of Hackney Diamonds. But uh, Mess It Up for me is is... Anybody listening, I, I I encourage you to go check it out. It's a great, great song. Yeah. Jay, what's your uh, favorite Obscure Stone song? Oh, before I say the answer, I want to let David know I actually just heard that on the radio today. Um, oh, you're kidding. How fun. Yes, on Sirius. Um, so someone's pushing it. That's good. Most of, uh, favorite Obscure Stone song? Uh, boy. Um, that's tough. Um let it stew. Oh, sister it, Morphine. Sister, oh, Sister Morphine's a great song. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Brett, I knew you got at least five. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, There's. it's a song. It's called Short and Curlies. It's on the It's Only Rock and Roll album. Yeah, so. yeah. There you go. Funny. I haven't heard that reference in 30 years. That's great. Yeah. Short and curlies. yeah. Great. great. I, I dug the stone for so many years, but not to the level that you guys did. And I just... As soon as you thought they're done, they came out with another sensational album. You know, that was that's one of the coolest things about these guys. I mean, the, the Beatles broke up. Clapton, which of you said Clapton? Was it was it you, Brett? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. I, I'm so pissed at Eric Clapton right now because I bought tickets to his first farewell tour. <laughs> yeah. I paid what a lot of money in the eighty something. I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like forty years ago. Well, no, what might might have been late eighties, early nineties. But it was his farewell tour. It was great. When it, I think it was the first time he came out with his version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. So whatever year that was. Okay. Yep. But then it wasn't It wasn't a month later that he announced that he's touring Europe with a reunited tour with Cream. So, he, yeah. So, okay, I get it. Yeah, you, you retired as Clapton solo artist playing in the United States. Okay, so you're still doing something. And then he had his thing in Antigua or whatever, you know, the, the Crossroads thing. He did that for a while, but he, he kept showing up. And then he recorded with with uh, J BB uh, King, and then he recorded with JJ Kale, and then he's got another farewell tour. I'm like, stop it already! <laughs> but that that's my guy. That's my my go to guy. Like Stones are your go to guy. I could listen to Clapton forever and ever and ever. I just won't buy another concert ticket of his because I, you know, I, I yeah. said goodbye. We we had our goodbyes. You know, <laughs> the last song we're gonna play last clip of a song we're going to play is your version of tumbling dice and as much as i love the stones when i think of tumbling dice 
and maybe it's because I worked in radio when it came out, but I think of Ron Stat's version more than I think of the Rolling Stones. Shame on me. And yet praise to Linda Ronstadt for taking a great song and owning it. You know, Tom, have you heard the story behind that? No, no. I actually heard this. It's funny you bring this up a couple months, maybe three or four months ago. This is from an old um, uh, Casey Kasem countdown from the seventies. Yeah. Love those. He was, tell- he was telling this story about how Linda Ronstadt was backstage after one of her shows and probably 76, 77, somewhere around there. And there was this, this really obnoxious fan who just would not leave her be and kept bugging her and saying, you need to do more rock and roll. You need to do more rock and roll. you got such a great voice. Why aren't you doing more rock and roll songs? And this, this, this fan would not leave her alone. Yeah. She finally said, okay, you want me to learn a rock and roll song? You want me to play rock and roll? Teach me a rock and roll song. So Jagger showed how to play Tumbling Dice. Oh, it was, it was Jagger? It was Jagger. Oh, funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, uh, I like your guys' version, too, for what it's worth. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and we're going to talk about how we can see and help help promote this great group called Crossfire Hurricane in just a moment. But right now, let's get a little sampling of that. Tumbling Dice, Crossfire Hurricane, here on the Music of America podcast. Linda Ronstadt, that's Crossfire Hurricane, here from Cleveland, Ohio, on the Music of America podcast. Gentlemen, this is my favorite part of the show because I don't have to do much of anything. We call this shameless self-promotion. This is where you get to talk about, uh, and 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 Jay, you, you hit on some of the things, but hit on them again, where we can see you, where we can find you, where we can hear your music, where we can come buy your merch, where we can support you so that you don't have to have your big people job and you can just do this stuff and travel the country. So. Any one of you jump in. Let's start. How do we find Crossfire Hurricane? You got a website, right? Sure do. It is crossfirehurricaneband.com. Okay. <laughs> um, that is the home for all of our stuff. So all of our links to all of our other socials. You can get our merch there. Um, you can be our you can um contact us for booking inquiries. Um, all of our gigs are listed there. Um, we have our, our promo reels, our day in the life of Crossfire Hurricane short clip that just came out, uh, just, just came out. Yep. No kidding. Fun. Yeah. Over 500 views. Really? Yeah. Well, well after, t- after today will be 502. <laughs> well, well, to add some context for those 502, the video was released this morning. So I think that's why we're okay. so excited about it. Um, that's cool. It's really good. It's cool. for a Saturday. But. So what's what's coming up? Uh, what's coming up in March? What's coming up in April? Any new 
additions to the set list that we'll see coming up this spring or this summer benefits. I think you mentioned a benefit, uh, any other shows coming up that we, that are must see shows because you like the venue, anything like that you want to talk about? Sure. Um, in addition to those, those three gigs at the tree lawn, we mentioned earlier, um, uh, let's see, we've got, we've got it. We've got, we're getting, we're coming up on a pretty full plate coming up this summer. Yeah. Um, we're going to be heading down, like I said, I mentioned to Dayton in, uh, in April hitting Youngstown, Columbus. So we're, we're trying to, we're kind of spreading things out a little bit and then hoping to kind of bring things back to the Northeast Ohio area for most of the rest of the, uh, uh, the, um, the year we're playing shooters in the flats in Cleveland, um, um, Labor Day weekend, August 30th. So got a number of, number of bigger, um, things coming up on the horizon. What would be a good venue for you guys? Like a good venue that, that where people could see really what you do and it could reach a lot of people, you know, and get you good word of mouth and get good exposure without, at breaking the bank and 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 being realistic i mean obviously you guys opening for the rolling stones would be amazing you know <laughs> is, is there something like maybe the state fair is that big enough or do you need something bigger would you want to do a tour would you want to do like a midwest tour upper midwest tour would you want to do a northeast tour anything like that what would really put you to the next level whatever however that looks and however that's defined right well, I don't Go ahead, David. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm of the <clears throat> belief, just looking at the music industry now, from everything that I understand, you know, back in the day when DJs were local, uh -huh. that's how these bands kind of had their pockets all across the United States. And certainly in the 90s, when, when that all went away and a couple big companies bought up all the music that's gone away. So from my understanding now, what really gets people's attention are the live shows, which is great because that's our bread and butter, mm -hmm. but it's this idea of build your following as you go along. And I know some people who work for some of the record labels and nowadays, if you want to get on a major record label, which certainly you don't need to, um with with everything available now but nowadays if you want to get on the the record the, the big record labels they won't even listen to you unless you have a significant following so in my mind it's it's focusing on and i'm i'm happy to go northeast i'm happy to go southwest i will go wherever uh people want to hear us play but i'd love to just focus on this midwest market for right now get that following, connect with people, and then grow up from there. But if gigs are booked in Las Vegas or Los Angeles or Orlando, I'm or Burlington, Vermont. Yeah, that would be great. I would love that. I know this guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> our, our standing offer is, if, uh, my New Year's resolution is this. I'm, I, I don't book bands, but I my resolution is to find venues in Burlington and in and around St. Louis where you can call Lee at radio being call stack at great grizzly bear, for example. And if you book something, let me know. I'm a great cook. I got extra rooms. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> and I'm building a studio in my, in my basement. So eventually, eventually we'll get done. Okay. 
<laughs> and is that an offer, Tom? <laughs> that's that's the offer. It's my offer to people that uh, it's here. But I don't like. I don't think I can accommodate seven. I mean, I can, but it's not going to be comfortable. We'll so you'll, some of you are going to have to double up. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I've got, staying out of my room, but I've got a futon I'll put here in the office. I've got a, a queen in my other bedroom and I'm, my studio is taking up half my basement, but I've got a, a sofa that's going to open up into a bed and a futon down there. So we can sleep awkwardly. I'll say not comfortably, but awkwardly, we can sleep eight, you know. <laughs> Man, this has been fun, guys. Thank you. And uh, I, I want to get you to Missouri. I want to get you to Burlington. I want to get you, your your sound out there because if you're a Stones fan and who isn't, you know, how can you not love your presentation of this whole, and I love how you uh, said up front, um, the, the Crossfire Hurricane Rolling Stone experience. I think it was you, Brett, right? Yes. Yes. That's perfect. Perfect way of describing what you guys do. Love it. Good luck. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, thank so you. Much. And up next, Great. up next, we're going to be in Cleveland again. Our next band tomorrow. Join us for Temple Eight from Cleveland here on the Music of America podcast. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.